Welcome to Go All In Exclusive. I'm your host, Rob Bruss, and today on the show, we have Mary Henderson from maryhendersoncoaching.com. Mary is an internationally recognized personal branding and digital specialist, and she helps service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and other people to systemize, digitize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a scalable and profitable online business so they become the authority in their industry or niche. Now, who doesn't want more of that? Let's get started. G'day everyone and welcome to Go All In Exclusive. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you here. I know you're going to absolutely love these exclusive episodes. My guests and I go deep on these shows. We go deep into mastering the art and the science of going all in. And these podcasts have been created and they're for you. And the idea is to shortcut the path to the success that you're seeking. Make sure if you've got a question or some feedback for the show that you reach out to us via the Ask Me Anything page. And you can just take a little peek at your phone right now and the link to the AMA is right there in the show notes so you won't have to go digging around for it. For regular listeners of the Goal In Exclusive, if you're back for more, welcome back. It's great to have you here. And as I like to say, I love our repeat offenders at the Goal In Exclusive. Thanks for your loyalty. And thanks so much for spending your precious and valuable time with me here on the podcast today. Remember, my guests and I are here to serve you, the listener. We want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts and your opinions about the topics that we're discussing. So make sure you connect with us via the AMA page. Also, before we kick off today, don't forget to grab your free copy of my best-selling masterclass called Master Your Mind and Go All In. It's worth $149 and I'm giving it to you for free. It's my best work and inside you'll find over 15 years of entrepreneurial experience coupled with my 10 years of military experience all condensed into nine modules, nine video-based modules, that is, with over four hours of content. And you can grab your copy at goallin.com.au forward slash referral, and you can find that link also in the show notes. Alrighty, let's get into today's show. Henderson, welcome to Go All In Exclusive. How are you today? Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm really excited to be doing this show with you. Personal branding is something that's right up my alley. It's right alongside leadership and motivation. And I think it's one of the most critical elements that entrepreneurs are missing these days. So I'm looking forward to hearing your take on it and to understand a little bit more about what it is that you do. But before we get into any of that go all in craziness, let's get to know you a little bit. Where are you from and how long have you been in this personal branding space? So I'm from Melbourne uh, in Australia um, and uh, personal branding for me actually started in year 2000, believe it or not. And it was this one experience that I had in the IT sector where I realized that I had an opportunity to build myself as a brand 
if I could solve this really complex problem because I was thrown in the deep end. And it basically started from there, Robert. And, you know, I didn't know that personal branding would be such a big deal. But also what I did is I actually started to play with this idea as I evolved in my career and started to create this, I don't know, system, if you will. And then started to apply in my sales teams and salespeople and ditched job titles, created people into brands. And um, I thought that that's what everybody did um, until I realized that then I turned it into an actual science and that's sort of how it evolved. Um, And then of course I had my own software company for seven years. So that's when I really mastered that notion of digitalization of knowledge Mm. Um, and sales is in my DNA. Um, So personal branding, sales and digital, when you merge them together, is a very powerful, potent solution. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've been doing it for a a while now. It must feel like just a a, a click of the fingers, but 21 years has gone past since 2000. And you've, it's really interesting. My first business was in 2002, shortly after the dot-com bubble burst. And I've kind of been at it since then as well. But you've seen everything in personal branding because it didn't really exist back in the day because social media didn't exist the way that it is. So building brands and building businesses and marketing and doing things were radically different back then. When you reflect on that and look back at it, is there something that you kind of look at and think, oh my God, I can't believe we did that? You know what, Robert? I, I don't think it is different. I think what's different is just the medium. That's it, right? In year 2000, you and I, we were networking. It was mm. human contact. You know, we were at, um, you know, parties and dinner parties and drinks and all that sort of stuff, which quite frankly, I prefer, Mm. you know, because it was human contact. Um, And now it's behind a screen, but the same principles actually apply. But, you know, I remember uh, going to a function in the IT uh, sector. It would have been um, around 2003, I think, around that that period. And it was, you know, sort of the who's who of IT got together and I remember speaking to um, Alan Calder was the chairman of Canon at the time here in Asia Pacific. And I was having a conversation with him and somebody walked up to me and said, oh, hi, Mary. And I said, oh, hi, have we met before? And he said, look, this is about the 10th time I've actually introduced myself. And I was like mortified, Robert. (laughs) And I turned to Alan and I said, Alan, do I have dementia? And he goes, no, darling. He just didn't create enough of a memory for you to remember him. And Mm. that was a really profound moment for me because I thought he's right. If you want to build a brand and be remembered, you need to understand what your signature looks like and work back from there. So the experience is the same. It's just a different platform. Yeah, for sure. And, And I think marketing is the same. Marketing is always about acquiring people's attention. And the thing that's different, as you say, is the medium and people's attention span is different across different mediums. No attention is paid to advertising on TV anymore because I'm looking at my phone, my laptop and my iPad at the same time I'm watching TV. So that's pretty rare that that's actually happening. So you better work out a way if you've got a message to share with an audience and trying to acquire customers through that medium that you can get their attention and hold it which is a really interesting thing. The thing that I like about personal branding more than just regular type marketing is it's based around an individual and it's based around expert status. And becoming an expert in an industry really differentiate yourself from other people in your industry. And I think expert is different to thought leader. Thought leader is that 
that terminology that's thrown around. He's a thought leader. He's, he's well, what are you thinking about, man? I'm thinking about leadership and I'm thinking about leading something about thinking. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me, but if I'm an expert, I'm an expert in podcasting, I'm an expert in personal branding, or I'm an expert in whatever it is that I do, that really gets people's attention straight away. And when you're an expert, you become the go-to person in an industry. And my experience has been, when you do that, when you become that expert, become that go-to person, you can kind of pick and choose your clients a little bit more and you can charge a bunch more. So that right there for me is the reason to build a personal brand. I'm interested to hear your experience of the folks that come and work with you, the ladies and gentlemen that want to build their personal brand because they don't know how to do that. Are they like corporate executive escapees that have escaped the corporate rat race and are going into business for themselves, maybe going into a coaching business or something like that? Tell us a bit about the clients that you serve. Yes. So the thing is that there's actually a bit of a process to this, uh, Robert, because I think that a lot of people associate personal branding with the aesthetics. You know, it's the following that I have that mm. then gives me that person that gives me a personal brand, or it's a, my LinkedIn profile. And that is not that. Let's just start from the standpoint of a personal brand is me, the human being, as the business. That's actually what it really is in the in 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 a short in the short version. But to become a successful personal brand, it's the, the personal brand becomes the effect of the cause. And you need inventory to actually become a successful personal brand. Yeah. And that inventory is called your knowledge, your wisdom, and your skill set. So when people come to me, Robert, my benchmark is you have to prove to me that you have a minimum of 10,000 hours dedicated to your specialization. Mm. Why do I set that benchmark? You know why, Robert? Because there are too many people that want to get famous quick and rich quick. That's <laughs> not my tribe, Robert. Yeah. I'm not interested in serving those people. Typically, the people that come to me, they have PhDs. I have worked with very, very senior government officials. You know, I work with coaches who have been in business for 10, 15 years. I work with owners of businesses, accounting firms, financial firms who are already turning over seven figures. But what they want to do is they want to systemize their knowledge, wisdom, and skill set, digitalize it into an online program, and then commercialize it using social media to build their social currency. So when you can have those three pillars, uh, those three moving parts, merge those together, you become very powerful because you're right. You become the subject matter expert in your lane. That's it. We don't need to be a, a one size fits all or worse still a little bit of everything. This is really about understanding what you do, who you serve and what you promise with absolute precision. I love that. I love that so, so much. And there's something really empowering about having incredible clarity like that. And that uh, so many people are in business. I did some podcasting this morning in a, on a different show that I host. And those folks, they understand what they do in their business, in their trade-based businesses. I rock up. You know, I've got to go in there and I fix something and I go and do the job and I pay the, or the invoice gets paid and I go to the next job. And it's sort of like, what is it that you actually stand for? 
Who is it that you're serving? Because if you're just taking any job that's coming to you like that, are you an expert in that thing? Are you? Can you build more expert status around something that is more profitable than just taking any job that comes your way? And most importantly, I think the personal branding helps people to get their focus dialed in for themselves as an individual. So when you have incredible clarity for yourself, that kind of radiates outwards to everybody else that you're serving, right? Absolutely. But there's also one thing that person, that the true uh, personal brands who are absolutely wanting to systemize and digitalize their expertise, there's also one very key differentiator in those people. And that is, Robert, they're driven by their mission. They mm. are on a mission. Mm. It's not about transaction for them. They are absolutely on a mission to do something, to change something, to be known of something because they want to leave a legacy. That's the driver for them. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and this is really important because you just made a very valid point. If it's for the transaction, you will never become a brand because it's short term. You know, a real personal brand is in it for the long haul mm. because that long haul is not just about building your business. It's about leaving a legacy and that's critical. Yeah, it's beautifully articulated. You know, when I when I scaled myself out of my digital agency and stopped working with my brother and I decided to do this podcasting thing full time, there was, there was a, like any business when you're starting up, there's a bit of a chug chug and, you know, there's a like, oh, oh my God, how am I going to make money? And, you, you know, there's a bit of trepidation there, kind of, you know, it's par for the course. But I, I, and I looked at my life and I thought to myself, you know, what is it that I really do? And I, I make these crazy rash decisions and I just burn the boats and I go all in on these things. And it was sort of a natural, my brand was a natural extension of it. And when I thought about that marketing and the branding and how to produce that and create it, and I'm looking for some feedback here because you know I'm being a bit indulgent and I've got the personal branding expert on the other end, so feel free to nitpick. So I, I created it and I was like, if I create it as go all in, then I can build it and sell it. But if I create it as go all in with Rob Bruss, then I can build it and be known as that person and be known for that. And I never really gave much thought to the name because it started out as a podcast. Then I thought, oh, well, I'll just keep it as a business name. I, I just didn't really think about it because I was so busy learning how to podcast and I was doing my thing. And when I started to put myself out there and acquire customers, people were like, this go all in thing, Rob, I love this. I, I want to go, I want to go all in. And it was just three little words that kind of represented me and without realizing, I didn't realize that that's what I stood for. I didn't realize that's what, how I behaved in my life and how people perceived me as well. And it's a really interesting sort of transition from agency owner to kind of self-employed podcaster, entrepreneur, doing different stuff that has never been done before. And, you know, I look at it and think, what do I want to be known for Every time I record a podcast like this, there's a couple of hundred of them now. I leave a little bit of myself in the world when I do it, but one day I'll be dead and gone and my kids will be listening to this going, man, dad was crazy. He was like, I never knew he was like this go all in guy. He was crazy. And, and it's nice to be able to leave that legacy in the world, right? And I guess that's a little bit of a little slice of my personal branding story as well. Can I just, you just, you, you just threw a lot at me then. And I want to break a couple of some things down because it's, it will really help the people that are listening to this, to this podcast. There's a couple of things. The first thing is that when we're building a personal brand, one of the key 
elements of building that brand is understanding who am I in my natural state of being? Mm. Because once you understand the attributes that make up who you are in your natural state of being, then you have the true person to work with. In other words, I don't want to be like Oprah. I don't want to be like Beyonce. I just <laughs> want to be me yeah. because, because I have now realized by looking at who I am in my natural state of being that I have got some pretty awesome gifts that only Mary can articulate in Mary's way. Nobody else has my DNA. Mm. I'm unique and that's it. So when I can package all of those attributes, Robert, that means that I get to see my authentic state of being, okay? So authenticity to me is not showing up on LinkedIn and doing a video because Joe Blow challenged me <laughs> to just do a video. That is not authenticity. That's embarrassing. My version of authenticity is actually you feeling the fact that I am passionate and driven by speaking the truth. I'm going to give it to you the way it is, and I'm going to articulate my version of what it is that I love in a way that people can understand it. Common sense, pragmatic, because yeah. I understand it from a completely different standpoint. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is I talk about inventory, and that is your knowledge, your wisdom, and your skill set. That's called currency. When you can package that currency into a product, be it a podcast, online program, whatever it may be, they're called digital assets, okay? So for example, in my business, I have significant digital assets. For example, my personal branding algorithm is a software as a service. It's a platform, it's scientific, and it does something, okay? That's an asset. My online program is an asset because it's built on very, like, uh, 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 um, significant frameworks, that's a system. Mm. Even mm. if I was to sell both of those assets tomorrow, it doesn't need Mary Henderson physically. I can say, here you go, buy these, everything you need is in there, go for it. Yeah. So that those two things are very, very important. And then about the name, which you mentioned, you know, going all in, it's not just a name, it actually has significance to who you are as a person, but more importantly, what it is that you promise. <laughs> okay, so my online program is called Lights, Cameras, Action, obvious. You know, I'm in the business of creating humans into businesses and authorities. It means lights, cameras, action, you're on. Yep. And if you have a look at my branding, it says, you know, lights, cameras, action, in the words in the middle, actually do say, I am on. That's the promise. So you are, are absolutely right in saying that the, the name that you choose has a significant meaning because it's, there's a connection to you, your promise, and as you perfectly articulated, uh, your your legacy. What one, one little caveat that I would um, put in there, just be careful when you create a name, like if you're doing something to do with motivation and going all in, because you end up being the go all in guy and then someone asks you to do something and you're like, nah, man, I don't want to do it. They're like, come on, Rob, you're the go all in guy. Come on, man, you got to get in with this. <laughs> well, Mary, I love this. I love this subject and uh, 
I love what I do so much because I meet incredible people every day, sometimes every couple of hours. I did one this morning, as I mentioned, and here I am with you, and I've got one after this as well. I've got three today, and I meet three incredible people that I've never met before. So it's a real privilege to be spending some time here with you. And I can tell, I can tell that you love what it is that you do, and I can tell that you really enjoy that. I can just see you smiling as we're talking about this, which is really pleasant. It's nice. Sometimes people turn up to these podcasts and they're going through the motions and, you know, they know it's a piece of PR that they have to do and you know they're just going through the motions and I can see that you're really enjoying what it is that you do and and doing this PR which is great what would you say that what would you say that your superpower is in business is it bringing all of those elements together to produce the end product or is it being able to see what needs to be done in 3D I know for me helping people get set up with their podcast helping with their speaking helping them get focus into their courses because I, I do very similar things to what you do but just in a different lane for me it's just been able to see it before it actually happens because i've done it so many times with people and it's really empowering to be able to head it off at the pass and no no don't do that not like that like this and i don't really coach people i'm more i mentor people instead of coaching them and i kind of tell them what they need to do because yeah. it shortcuts the path to success and it helps them close the gap from where they are to where they want to be it's better what about you what's your superpower uh, my superpower is definitely in the systemization bit. So when I'm working with a client, they'll say, I've got all this knowledge in my head, but I just don't know how to articulate it. <laughs> and from that, from spending three hours with somebody, I've already figured out what the program looks like, what all the moving parts look like, how it's going to connect, what the name is, what the brand proposition is. It's already been figured out. It's just Something easy. It's easy for you. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> easy. And somebody, usually it could take somebody months, years to figure that out, which it does. Yeah. Because a lot of the time I speak to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and figure it out for myself. 12 months pass. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't even get my brand proposition. I don't even know what I do. So it's probably the systemization. But the other, my other superpower is um, I just can framework everything. I actually do think in algorithms. My mind just naturally thinks mathematically. So so I can build structures that are outcome driven. And but what, what that does for my client is it completely removes the how-to. It's already been done. So that's probably my two uh, superpowers. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I wanted to take this opportunity here to ask you about a client success story. Is there one that stands out in your mind, particularly that they came to you and they were, you know, like like a giant mess, like a, like a hot mess, you know, they're all excited and ready to go, but everything's like, uh, like a dog's breakfast in front of them and you kind of got it all together, you aggregated it. And sometimes people have incredible personal growth and personal development when you take them through programs. And I know when I help somebody with their podcast and I help them get it dialed in and, and improve their communication, you know, and I'm no expert. All I've got is just a couple of years experience doing it and I'm, and I'm a clear communicator and I can craft the conversation and produce a show pretty well. And I'm not the world's best at it. There's heaps of people better at it than me. But when you take somebody from a standing start of zero and you get them, you know, to, to level 10 in a really short space of time, that's an incredibly fulfilling thing to do for people. And, and I love that. I love that so much, being able to give, give back and add value like that. Is there a success story that you can share with us? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's many, but I want to share one because it's totally relatable to a lot of people. So one of my clients, he um, was as or, or, was already in business um, and had all the moving parts in place. His website, his online programs, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sales funnel, basically had everything in place on social media, but just wasn't monetizing. And that's a bottleneck for a lot of coaches and consultants because you think I've got everything in place. I've done what they've told me to do, but it's not moving. One of the things that I was able to do with this one particular client is he had three online coaching programs and the approach, like most people, is to sell up. It's the good, better, best strategy. And I don't particularly think that that is a good strategy for a lot of people that I work with because there's no need to upsell. I'm already in the high ticket space. The people that want to work with me, they already know what they're in for. Mm -hmm. You know, I am not a $299 solution. So when I started working with Paul, he had the $999, then selling up to $2999, then selling up to $5999. So when I had a look at his three coaching offers, I could see immediately that it was com- there was a complete disconnect, number one, but I could also see if I merge these two, these three things together, he then has one system mm. that he can sell as high, high ticket or he can sell one pillar out of that, complete pillar, as a standalone uh, system. So what we did is we merged everything together. Now he had a $20,000 solution. And in that solution, there was what we call like the discovery gap analysis, which was phase one that could be sold as a standalone because it had massive value at $8,000. So he merged and he made $48,000 literally within about eight weeks of working with me. And he just could not believe it. And the driver for me was his wife right. because his wife was sick and tired of him, you know, doing <laughs> investing all this money with all these coaches and programs and platforms and not making any money. And I said to him, my driver is I need your wife to look at you and say, oh, my God, this is amazing. So he left me the most amazing message on uh, just before Christmas on Christmas Eve and said, I just want to let you know that uh, I just had my first $48,000 US month. And he said, it's just unbelievable. So that story is common, but he's special because he invested in the wrong people that were promising him all of these things. But the thing is, Robert, when things are disconnected, nothing will work. Mm. Even if you spend 20000 with a coach that's promising you the bells and whistle, there's a system that just needs to be followed. And when you're dealing with a, a specific audience like he is, which is the SME space that are turning over seven figures, they're not interested in a $999 product. They want a solution. Yeah. They want a real solution. And so that's what he was able to bring to the table. And, you know, it's a game changer for him. Yeah, it's a great story and, and well done. Well done, by the way, for Thank getting you. there. It feels good to be able to help people like that and, and really deliver value for them and, and watch them succeed. One of my favourite things in the world to do is to watch other people succeed. Yes, and me too. It, yeah, if I've had a little hand in that and a little leg up, I take all of the credit for it. I just get it. I'm so driven by success that I love, I feed off of that energy. So, you know, if you're successful, I feed off that. I get excited. So I want to be around it. Yeah. I I helped a guy launch a podcaster. must have been, I think it was at the start of November, a couple of months ago now. And uh, like, 
uh, <laughs> I, I say no one looks at the polls closer than a politician or a podcaster. And the polls for a podcaster are, are iTunes, of course, because that's the that's the number one place, Apple Podcasts. And I noticed he was in the new and noteworthy category in education, and he was in the number one spot. And wow. I, I got my little, I got my little mouse out. I got my mouse finger and my screenshot software, and I took a screenshot and I went and took a screenshot of it, and I was like, oh my god, that is just like so unbelievably, incredibly satisfying. You have no idea. I, I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? But I, it's hard to articulate what that feels like. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I'm there every day. Trust me, I get it. Yeah, it, you know, in from a from an energy perspective and and a human nature perspective, it's so important that you have positive energy like that in your life. And it's impossible to get it all day every day. You know, most people get it infrequently. But if you're doing good things in the world and delivering great products and great services and helping people like that, you get it more frequently. And it just feeds, as you say, you love success and it feeds on success and it feeds your success. Their success is yours. And it just keeps going and going and going. It's like, what the hell? This thing's never going to stop. It's awesome. I think also, Robert, you know, and I'm so, I'm sure it's the same with you, is when you're really clear on what you stand for and what your lane looks like, you're going to attract the right type of people into your life. Yeah. And this is certainly for me. You know, it's not just my clients that I, I do attract the right clients because I have very clear benchmarks. I know who to say no to. I know who to say yes to. To, I understand what my qualifiers are. I'm very clear on that. But the other thing is, is your circle of influence, which has nothing to do with your clients. It's understanding what that circle of influence looks like and, and making sure that your circle of influence can take you closer to your goal. You can take them closer to your goal because as a collective, you have a very, very powerful network. And that I think is really, really important in business as well. Yeah, that's beautifully articulated and well said. It's just like value bombs left, right, and center here today, Mary. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. It's, it's really cool. I want to ask you a bit of a cheeky, loaded question without notice, if I, uh, if I may. I'm sure you can handle yourself. It's not a problem. And look, I, I, want, to, I want to preface this by saying we're not here to bash anybody else but, uh, or, or you know, to say bad things about any other business or anything like that. But I, I have to giggle. I, I giggle all the time when I look at LinkedIn and I get these uh, these connection, you know where I'm going, right? <laughs> You're like four steps ahead of me before I even ask it. Let me ask it for the audience, you know. I, I, I giggle at LinkedIn and I get these uh, friend requests from these personal branding experts and then I go, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I'm, and I'm definitely interested. And, and I click and I look at their profile and they got these pumped up profiles, you know, they've got 10,000 followers. I look at their their website and their website's just like a dog's breakfast. It's a complete mess. And I used to be I used to build websites so I know what it takes to get that done. It doesn't take very much to get it done and get it organized and you know, optimized to work on a mobile as well as a tablet and a desktop, you know, it's easy. And I and I see and I and I look closely and I I, I smell a rat. I smell a rat, there's something not right here. And then I click on their LinkedIn company page and they're a company of one. Two. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing, one. nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with a solopreneur, nothing wrong with, no. you know, the entrepreneur that's out there doing that. But there seems to be a lot of imposters in, in this personal branding and PR space. Yeah. Why, why is that, Mary? Why is there so many people claiming to be PR and branding experts? It's the flavor of the, the year, I guess. Mm. You know, you, you have to look at LinkedIn from the standpoint of there's a... So, Social media 
and is is the place to be for desperation. It's a reactive environment mm-hmm. and people are desperately seeking fame. That's the bottom line. Now, I can tell you that all of those influencers that have three, four, five hundred thousand following, most of them reach out to me and they say, I want to level up my personal brand. Because they're not monetizing. Right because they're not monetizing. They are making zero dollars. Most of them are on the poverty line. Um, I've had uh, situations where some of these self-proclaimed influencers on LinkedIn um, have been mortified because I've unfollowed them and disconnected my connection with them. I've had emails. Why did you disconnect from me? What have I done? And the only, and and here's what we, what, what I want everyone to understand about social media. There is no point in being on social media and creating content and accumulating followers if it doesn't transpire into lead generation or business or dollars. You are wasting your time. Vanity metrics are short term because tomorrow there's another platform or LinkedIn or Facebook will close down tomorrow. Now you must have an offline strategy and an online strategy. Online builds your social currency. Unfortunately, we are in a superficial world and we are judged on that. I understand that. I'm okay with that. But the difference with me, Robert, and I'm sure it's the same with you, at the end of every day on social media, I don't look at how many people liked my post or how many followers I accumulated. I look at how many leads I generated that day. That's all I care about. How many people book strategy calls with me? It's all I care about. Everything else means nothing to me because my audience is number one, handpicked. I choose who I want to connect with. I don't connect with anyone. I don't care who follows me, but my connections are really sacred. And I create content that's of value to my network. Why? Because my network are my target audience. So I need to nurture those relationships all the time because I'm in the business of building my pipeline. I'm not in the business of building vanity metrics. So all of those people that are personal branding experts, I promise you, if you look at their profile in two weeks time, the title will change again. (laughs) Hallelujah, you're talking my language, somebody at last. Well, Mary, if somebody's thinking about building out their personal brand and they're sort of like, well, I think it's time to do that. And, you know, I've got these. It's really interesting. You talked about that uh, that client that you had, the case study, Paul. That was his name, right? Paul? Yeah. Yeah. You said that he had everything dialed in. And I know a lot of people like that have got everything dialed in. And I have a filter also in my business because people often come to me when they've got everything dialed in and say, hey, I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, that's really awesome. That's nice. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> and, and and it's the same. It's in the same vein as what uh, you're describing. You know, all the podcasting and recording in the world, all the fancy equipment and the cool interviews and the fun that you have yeah. doing it is awesome. But unless it translates into money in your bank account, I'd say park the podcast up because if you're going to compare the amount of time, money, and effort that you spend versus spending that straight on AdWords, which is going to get your phone to ring. Just spend it on AdWords. Yep. Don't worry about starting the podcast. Just, yeah, just don't Absolutely. don't get involved in it like that. But if you know, if, if 
sometimes people are ready they're, and they're the right clients. If somebody is the right client and they're ready to get started and start to do this, but they recognize they need a bit of a hand with something like that, what is the first step? What, what should they begin to do? And the, the first step for me is always understanding who you are in your natural state. I think that is really critical and most people miss that step completely. Either it's too hard to look at yourself or they actually don't understand the power of it. But I want to just put it into context here. When you're working, and you know this, Robert, in a corporate brand, you're doing exactly the same thing. You've got to unpack those attributes to get to a brand story, the brand essence, the yeah. brand promise. You can't create a corporate brand without that, right? Yeah. Impossible. You've got to do the same thing for yourself. Yeah. The same thing for yourself. The corporate brand and the personal brand have exactly the same attributes, just different order of importance. Mm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to really understand that knowledge, wisdom, and skills is a currency and understanding what that looks like as a system and then digitalizing that and then commercializing that, which is where lead generate strategic and deliberate lead generation strategy is required to build a personal brand currency. Otherwise, it's you're just doing what everybody else is doing and it doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's such a slog as well because yes. you're doing what everyone else is doing and you're following all the gurus, you're reading all the books, listening to all the audio books and doing all the courses and you're spending thousands of dollars on it and then scratching your head wondering why it doesn't work. It's because you're missing the critical elements of that and it's just not working. So starting starting with a bit of clarity is a good idea and I, and I love the way that you articulate that. On the other side of that coin, if I flip that coin and say, if someone was thinking about getting started in their personal branding and going on this journey and beginning to do all of these things, what would be the number one thing that they should not do? Because I'm kind of, maybe I'm asking this for myself as well, like, cause you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna go, damn, I've done that already. <laughs> well, well, I think the first thing not to do is to believe, for example, that your LinkedIn profile is your personal brand. Your LinkedIn profile <laughs> is the effect of all of that hard work, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, and I think that, and the other thing not to do is start at lead generation. That's where everyone's starting up. If only I could make a sale, then I'll invest, then I'll do this. Mm. Here's the thing, Robert, you know this, we all know this. When you're starting up a business and you are serious about creating change or disruption in the world, you're going to go and seek investment. That's what startups do, okay? And that investment is critical so that you can grow in the shortest time possible and get closer to your destination. What people do is that they wanna become these guru coaches or consultants, but actually they're in the hobby or the hustler phase of their business. Mm -hmm. They're not even business business owners yet. If you're not making a hundred grand minimum, you're not a business owner. You're a hustler. You're a hobby. You're not serious about taking your business to a whole new level. So I'm, I see this all the time. If people start at lead generation a year later, they're still at lead generation two years, still at lead generation. Hey, something's wrong. Yeah. So yeah. lead generation needs to be the effect of the cause and those elements. There is a system that needs to be followed before you get to strategic and deliberate lead generation strategies. Yeah. It's a pretty simple formula, isn't it? You know, it's the, uh, it's the order of the things that you actually do. Um, one of the one of the things that I 
teach my clients when I don't do a lot of coaching, but sometimes people ask me, hey, can you do that? And I'm pretty selective about who I work with. And that's just because I'm fairly task saturated. And if I'm going to take on a client, I want to make sure that I can dedicate the amount of time to them that I need to and, and do it properly as well. But one of the, the things that I notice when people are getting going and getting started and they need a hand, and tell me what you think here, is they, they have these really good goals. They have really sensible goals. Um, not you know They've got big, hairy, audacious ones as well, but they've got sensible ones in their business that they're trying to achieve. But what they fail to do is they fail to the focus on the process. They're focusing on the outcome of that goal, meaning I want to get to 30 grand a month. And all they do is concentrate on 30 grand a month. And then the month passes and they're like, damn, I only made like three grand. And it's sort of like, well, if you want 30 grand a month, what you've got to do is spend 95% on your, of your time focusing on the process of it, not on the outcome. And it's as simple as saying, focus on the process, not the outcome. Set the outcome and spend like one or 2% of your time looking at that, but only spend and spend the rest of the time focusing on the process of trying to get there. And I think people have just got it flipped around the wrong way. And it sounds the same thing. sounds like the same thing here in your personal brand. Well, I think that a lot of people believe this idea of fake it till you make it. That's actually the problem to begin with. Mm. You know, when I'm working with a client, there is no way they can actually go live on LinkedIn until all of the moving parts are in place. And the reason for that is that if somebody reaches out to them, a prospect on LinkedIn, they need to be ready to send them to a sales page or send them a proposal, or Mm. they just need to have all of the moving parts in place. So it's consistent across all communication touch points they're ready for commercialization they're ready and a lot of people are not ready what they do robert is somebody will reach out they don't even have proposals and they're like oh my god i've got to quickly do a proposal and they just it's reactive that is not how you build a successful business yeah that's not how you want to run your life or your business either right it's just not fun to to live in that world at all no thanks no hey mary you've got some uh some really nice copy on your website and you know i I, i'm like who's this merry lady you know this pr expert oh god i roll another one of them and i look and i went oh no this is a real one hang on a minute hang on a minute (laughs) i'm just teasing you got some really nice copy on your site and right at the bottom of your about page um you say I wanted to ask you a question about what you said there and and, because I was wondering if this was just really creative copy or it was really authenticity. And I can see just from talking to you here for half an hour that it's absolutely authentic. And I wanted to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a heart-centered, compassionate and tenacious entrepreneur? What it means to me is to put myself behind my client always. You know, uh, it's, it's not about me. I'm comfortable really comfortable in my own skin. Mm. My job is to take the genius out of humans and commercialize that. That's what I believe my vocation in life is. And I have the capacity to do that and put my ego in the back pocket. I don't need to be the centerpiece. I'm very comfortable in actually pushing that person to the light. I am on is exactly what my brand is. And I think that's a big problem in society today. People just want to be the, you know, the star. Oh, it was because of Mary that I became like this. <laughs> I don't need that. You can see that in the magazine that I launch every month. Mm. It has nothing to do with me at all, mm. but everything to do with that person that I highlight on the front cover and the content contributors. I don't even contribute 
any content in that magazine, hardly ever, except write the, you know, the, the, the editorial piece to introduce the issue. That's it. But that's really... I mean, I, I think it's unique in the sense that I don't need the pat on the back. I don't need to be told, oh, you're so good. I already know how good I am. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you're amazing. Why? I'm alive today. I'm alive today. I'm grateful that I've got this opportunity right now to have a voice to talk to you. So these are things that we need to get back to, Robert. We have to be grateful for the gifts that we have. And more importantly, my view on life is that I'm here of service and that I have an assigned tribe of people that I need to take care of. I'm okay. I just need to give them what I know and push them along. That's it. Pretty simple. Yeah, it's beautifully, beautifully said. I've been, um, I've been listening to an audio book in the last couple of days. It's really cool. I'll put a link to it in the show notes because I always do that when I talk about the books I'm reading. It's called Indistractable, and it's a really clever marketing title. And and it is what it's, it says on on the title of the book. That's what it's about. And one of the things they talk about in there is part of the reason that you're distracted is because you're kind of dreading what it is that you have to go and do and you're subconsciously looking for something else to do to put that off and to do it. But once you want one little technique that they teach in that book is uh, the guy talks about mowing lawns, like mowing the Oh my God, the job mowing the lawn is like the worst thing in the world. I want to mow the, who wants to mow the lawn, right? Just pay someone else to do it. But, yeah. he, but he almost didn't want to pay somebody else to do it because he wanted to, he was battling with this in his mind's eye. And what he did is he became an expert in the way the grass grew, how long it took to mow the lawn. He'd try and beat his time, which was the best angles to mow the lawn. So it looked the best at the end of it. And he, it's a really funny story. I don't know if it's true or is just using it as a metaphor to help you to get there and understand what they're trying to say. But if you derive incredible fulfillment from what it is that you do on a daily basis, and this is the lesson in that in that little story, you won't be distracted. And the exactly. the fulfillment that you that you derive from doing a really, really good job is enough of a reward in itself where you don't need your ego stroked by somebody else to say, well done, Rob, good job, Mary, well done. You don't need any of that because you're like, well, have you seen how good the lawn is? Man, I vacuumed this morning. I did the, like the best vacuuming job ever. You should have seen it. And it's like, it's a, it's a funny thing in, in human nature. I think so too, Robert. And you know, for me, it's, you know, just getting like all, almost all of my clients sent me a, a Christmas or a New Year uh, greeting in voice and how much they appreciated, you know, the effort and the collaboration and the commitment that, you know, that I have for them. You don't get, you don't see that very often. You know, I think that to me is what I'm after. You know, I always say to my clients, don't go after the transaction, give people an ecstatic brand experience because you will never be forgotten. People only remember the last 15 minutes of you. That's it. And you need to understand the power in that. You give people a, a, the, the, la, the parting, the last 15 minutes is where the magic actually is. And I think that a lot of people just, you see this all the time, Robert, where there's coaches that can't let go or they get threatened when their clients, you know, uh, excel and be, you know, earning more or whatever. I'm the opposite. I'm like, hell, how can I help you get to that next destination? Yeah. It's a it's a very different mindset, and I think that you're right. It's got to be a mindset of service. But first and foremost, I'm in love with what I do. Yeah. I'm absolutely in love with what I do. So it doesn't have to be about me ever. 
Yeah, that's a lesson right there for your personal brand. You've got to be in love with what you do before you step off on that journey. You kind of stole a funny line from me that I wanted to that I wanted to say, and I'm, uh, I was a little bit disappointed when you did it. I wanted to say, lights, camera, action, come on. What do we got? Tell us about the program, 16-week program. Who's it for? What's it all about? What's involved? So my program is called Lights, Cameras, Action, and there's a boot camp or people can work with me one-on-one. And it is a system, Robert. It actually is a system. You know, it starts at, starts at module one and it goes right through the process. It's built on the premise of frameworks. So the frameworks can all be individualized, but they need to be uh, unpacked, refined, defined, individualized, implemented. You move on to the next one. It's an outcome-driven program. And I think that's what makes it so special. Um, To support that, um, as I mentioned before, uh, the online uh, software as a service, the SaaS platform is 100% all around unpacking all of the attributes for the personal brand and that's called authority with the double T-I um, and that's not available to the public yet. It will be, but not yet. Um, but that's that's a part of the 16-week uh, uh, program and it's for coaches, consultants and business owners who genuinely have that 10,000 plus hours dedicated in their specialisation and they want to systemize, uh, digitalize, and commercialize their currency into an online business, and of course, become uh, an authority. Yeah, fantastic. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you just take a little peek at your phone, all of the links to that course and all of the details will be right there in the show notes, so you won't have to go digging around in Google for them. They're right there, nice and easy to find. Mary, have you got a a little special offer for the listeners today? Well, if anyone wants to book a 45-minute strategy call and I'm willing to do a gap analysis for anyone, as long as you have 10,000 hours minimum dedicated to your specialization and you're ready to commercialize, please book a call with me. Uh, I don't charge for it, but it will actually give you amazing insight and especially the gap analysis. It actually will show you how far away you are from your destination. Sounds fantastic. And once again, just take a little peek at your phone and the links are are right there. So make sure you... uh don't, don't get on the phone and be booking nothing unless you've got that 10,000 hours locked and loaded. Yeah. Cause you're just going to be told to come back and do it when you, when you have got it, it's good stuff. Mary, have you got a preferred social media or a way to connect with you? What's the best way to do that? Definitely LinkedIn at Mary Henderson coaching with a pink circle around my face uh, and Instagram as well at Mary Henderson coaching. Good stuff. And your website? MaryHendersonCoaching.com. So easy. I can't forget that at all. That's personal branded to the hilt. It's really easy. Good stuff. And all the links are right there, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you reach out and connect with Mary. That's good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the Go All In Exclusive. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you here today. I always like to say at the end of these shows and gives my guests the opportunity for the parting comments. So what's the final piece of personal branding PR wisdom that you got for us today, Mary? I think that the most important thing is to really understand what your genius zone is and to be able to look at your knowledge, wisdom and skills as a currency and do something with it. In my, from my standpoint, I believe that's the new economy. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well said, well done. And thanks again for coming on. We look forward to speaking thanks, with you Robert. soon. It's bye for now. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. 
there you have it, folks. If you want to connect with today's guest, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to their website and socials are right there so you don't have to go poking around in Google for them. I've made it nice and easy, so make sure you reach out and connect with them. If you've got a question, a message, or some feedback for the show, you can reach out to me via the AMA page and share your thoughts and your questions and your feelings there as well. And don't forget, you can ask the guest some questions as well if you've got something for them as well. And don't forget to get your free copy of my best-selling masterclass. It's worth $149 and I'm giving it to you for free. Just head on over to goallin.com.au forward slash referral to find out more. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever you're doing, get busy, get to it and go all in. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 